Welcome to Cathedral Talk, a podcast about architecture and Minecraft, where we converse to save Notre Dame. I thought we could start today by me acknowledging a minor defeat and give you both a victory point. Okay. So I I meant to follow up on this after episode nine, but since we had our big bell bonanza in episode 10, I wasn't able to get to this until episode 11 today. But I looked up more about the origins of the word Gothic for Gothic architecture. And you both were right. The word appears to have been coined during the Renaissance by Renaissance artists who were scoffing at the French style that was very counter to the classical architecture that they were admiring much in the Renaissance. So even though my um, my take was that maybe there were some links there to the Middle Ages because the Goths inspired fear back then, apparently it's later than that. This comes from the Encyclopedia Britannica, so I think that's probably accurate enough. I look forward to episode 12 when you remember that David told you that the Goths weren't around in the medieval era. Right. I I, I acknowledged that in episode 9, but my philosophy was that they were at least closer in time and therefore inspired more fear. But again, clearly I'm wrong, so there it is. I'm mostly just trying to remember what I said back in episode 9 and what I can claim credit for. I say a lot of things. I don't remember most of them. It's a good way to live. That's definitely a recipe for success, especially in this era. So it's been a while since we talked about Minecraft. The last time we recorded, I got COVID. Oh, yeah. You did? <laughs> yeah, he did get COVID. Congratulations. Do you remember how I was uh, complaining that uh, I was very thirsty by the end? Yeah, that turned out to be my first COVID symptom. How you doing? Fine now. Didn't you take a test and it was like negative and now we're not so sure if it was or not? It's safer to assume that I did. One test said yes, one test said no. Yeah. And I took all the precautions. I am vaccinated. Everyone get vaccinated. It was very mild, but yeah, this podcast is to blame. Yeah. What do you like about new Minecraft? I, I really like how they gave us such a plethora of walls to play with. More walls, the better. Because Minecraft 16, most people say, oh yeah, the main things that were updated in Minecraft 16 was the, all the nether stuff. Uh, humbly, I disagree. The biggest update that ever came in Minecraft 1.16 was what they did to walls. Because now when you stack walls side by side on top of each other and side by side, there are no more gaps. So you can have staggered looking walls that are not flush with regular block sizes that are next to them. What is a wall in Minecraft? Walls are the collection of blocks to make your own wall. Ha 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 ha. You have so much to learn about half of this podcast. I was going to say, like, for a, a Minecraft podcast, like, that is... Considering uh, half of your audience knows even less about Minecraft than I do, I think this is useful information. Is this just your attempt to be the relatable one again, since you've been edged out by Zach recently? I mean, yes, but I still don't understand <laughs> what walls are in Minecraft. So the normal Minecraft block... Uh, back all the way to the alpha is just a one meter by one meter by one meter cube. Right. Uh, walls are kind of like 
fences. Or glass windows. Glass panes. Glass panes. For those who don't know what any of those are, uh, it doesn't occupy the entire uh, one meter by one meter by one meter block. Um, It only occupies probably about a third of it, I would say. And it depends on uh, the blocks that you place adjacent to it. So if you place a single fence down, it makes a single fence post. If you put another fence on the block adjacent to the fence, the two fences connect um, and the space in between those two fence posts become fences. These wall blocks behave in very similar fashion. If you place one wall block down, uh, it just looks like a post of stone or depending on the material that you're choosing. Tom was talking about how they have a whole bunch of new wall types in 1.17. So there are a bunch of walls that you can pick from. Stone brick, cobblestone. And like far more so than there have ever been in a long time because the number of different wall varieties that existed was a very limited subset of already existing textures. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, there was only one for andesite, one for granite, one for diorite, and, you know, one for stone brick, one for cobblestone, and a few others. But suddenly, when this patch, 1.17, dropped, they gave you, like, a wall for almost every single kind of deep slate. And there's, like, a lot of variations of deep slate, which means if you are making your own custom texture pack, you have a lot of, like, wiggle room to be like, I never used that texture, so let me just steal that one and turn it into something I want. I think Tom was alluding to the fact that before 1.16, if you put walls down, there would be gaps between various height levels. So if you put a row of walls down and then you put a row of walls above it, the walls would connect where in the middle, but there would be a gap between your feet level and your head level. Like these little slits that kind of look like louvers or something as you go up and down or like, or like blinds on a window. Exactly. And the, and these are named, these are in game named walls. Yeah. Yes. Why do they think that was appropriate? Oh, I can't get into their head. What wall has slits? So, so I think the idea was that it was meant to be originally as, as with all things, the original intention for how different Minecraft blocks were intended to be used is very different than how they are used mostly by the player base. But the original concept of walls was it's a like stone wall out in the countryside along the edge of the road. And it's like what you keep your sheep in a pen or something. Okay, I guess I do know what this is then. So wall meaning like fence, but solid. Yep. Yes, more solid than a a wood fence. The original one was a cobblestone wall. That used to be the only wall you could make, a cobblestone wall. Okay, I remember and that. Then, yeah. I did not realize that you were trying to use the other usage of the word wall. Well, we can now. It's wall, wall's pretty general. You're trying to make walls into walls, but walls were never meant to be walls. Walls were just supposed to be walls. Yes. Yeah, but with 1.16, walls can now be walls. Walls can be walls. Okay. And where you can stack the walls on top of each other. For bigger walls. And it's a a smooth surface, much in the same way that if you were to use the blocks to create a facade, you you get the same smooth texturing. The main idea is it is nigh indistinguishable from the exact same surface you would get if you stacked the same blocks with the same texture. The, The only difference is that it is staggered backwards slightly So you can have surfaces now that only occupy one depth of space, but you can have some that are flush with the edge of the cube space and some that are recessed into the space a bit. It does uh, beg the question of all the updates that Minecraft has had over the, goodness, 12 years? 
more um, that it's been around. It is interesting how little the UI and the way you interact with building hasn't changed much. Yeah. They, they have introduced blocks or tools that change how you interact with things, but they've never really changed any action that you take in the game. Uh, so like you, it's still a lot of things are based on the precise corner within a one by one by one square that you place something that will dictate. Yeah what version of the block uh, appears, whether it's stairs or fences or walls like you're talking about. Um, whereas, you know, any other game, not any other game, but m- most games would just like give you the different options. Then you would like s- use your scroll wheel to, to scroll between the three or something. Well, I think the biggest difference between Java Minecraft, which is the original Minecraft that I think a lot of the, you know, big time players play because it's the most moddable and then there's Bedrock Minecraft, which has a more modern game engine behind it, so it's it's a smoother experience. The games to the player are almost exactly the same with a few just minor differences, with one big difference. And that big difference is if you just run on a single path of blocks in Bedrock forward, and if you start placing blocks and there's nothing in front of you, it'll just place the blocks underneath your feet. Hmm. So you can just run forwards and create a infinite bridge under your feet just running forwards. Whereas in Java Minecraft, you have to slowly, one by one, look down backwards, try to not fall off and place that block right. under your feet slowly, one by one by one. And you almost certainly fall off and die at least once. Right, especially if you're over like a pool of lava. So it's really, I'm surprising like that they still have that difference because that's such a quality of life difference that it's been a a stark difference for a while. So I I mentioned a bit ago, I I like to make some texture packs that just adjust things slightly for my builds in Minecraft. I, I don't like to mess with things too much. Like I like my game for the most part to still look like as if it's in the regular world game, you know, with this mostly the same textures. I don't really, I'm not much of a, like a two-dimensional artist that can just create a brand new texture from scratch and have it look good in game. But I do like to mess a lot with the contrast and the brightness. I tend to like to brighten up the stone a good bit for like the stone blocks and the stone bricks. And I like to um, sort of then try to get a lot of the other textures I use to sort of uh, have the same, you know, sort of hue and tone that fit well with that. So it, it doesn't look that different at first, but then if you compare them side by side, they're different. Uh, I mentioned earlier walls. Uh, one texture that I've done recently that has been a great upgrade to my builds has been changing uh, one of the wall textures to quartz, particularly quartz pillars. And quartz remind me, it's the thing you can only get in the nether that is very... Um, marble-like. Yeah, marble, like kind of white and shimmery. Yeah, very marble-like. And quartz pillars in particular have a texture that like makes them look like they have the sort of the fluting of a Greek column where it's like little bumps that you go around the edge, like of the columns at the Parthenon or something. So it's, it was like designed to look like a classical column from the Greek or Roman Empire. But the thing is, you know, that currently that texture only exists on actual blocks. It doesn't exist on the walls because there is no wall block that goes with it. And so what I like to do is I use my texture pack to just change one of the blocks I don't use too often. I, I chose uh, endstone because I don't use endstone for really much else. And I turned it, I just copied the texture from a quartz pillar and put it on top of endstone. 
But what that lets me then do is, since there does happen to be a wall block that is associated with the endstone, I'm actually then able to create different structures out of those wall blocks that look like the pillars. If you want to create a column that is bigger than just a one by one block width, but is narrower than a two by two block, if you again stack these wall blocks side by sides, since they don't occupy an entire space of a cube in Minecraft, then what you can do is you basically create a column that is about one and a half blocks wide. So it is about the best way now to create a column that is a bit bigger than, you know, a one by one by one block, but not as massive as a two by two block. It's about the best way to get the one and a half size. I was just trying to look up what some of these, like you're describing quartz and in my head, it's like, does quartz really turn into a marble looking thing if you put it in block form? I'm so used to seeing quartz as little crystals. So I Googled quartz block and I just got a whole bunch of pictures of Minecraft. So that wasn't very helpful. That's funny. I think our countertop in our kitchen is partially quartz. I did see something about quartz countertop. So that would make sense. Yeah. So if you guys were to, um, you know, think about more things that you would like to have in Minecraft, are there any things that stick out to you that you would like to have aside from, you know, all the new blocks we've gotten in 1.17 and upcoming 1.18. I'm curious what David will have to say. What would bring you back to Minecraft? <laughs> it is probably nothing to do with the um, the sorts of things that you all will be thinking about. Like, I want this type of block. I want this type of tool. It's I think the social features in Minecraft are awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I'm at the point if I'm playing a game like that, I'm probably wanting to do it as a social experience uh, experience. And I've done uh, five, six, seven different multiplayer Minecraft servers over the years at this point. And it doesn't make it easier and it has not gotten much easier. Um, and it's an interesting business model. Well, again, with the caveat that we're only talking about Minecraft Java here, sure. that like there are some differences with Bedrock. Like, I'm not saying it's like a wonderful experience, but I think they have some improvements over there. I mean, that, like you even say that, like, I'm very curious what percentage of Minecraft players play Bedrock because I never hear about it at all. Does a new Minecraft player, which I know that most new Minecraft players are kids because it's a huge game for kids. I'm curious if they tend to pick up the Java version or if they pick up Bedrock now. That's a good question. My guess is, I, I, we should look this up, but uh, my guess is they probably pick up Bedrock because that's the one that's iPad and iPhone friendly. You uh, can't play Java on you know, a touch device. That's Java is only for you know the hardcore PC gamers who want to super mod it up. I don't know. I mean, Java runs pretty much anywhere, so like... Your phones definitely run the Java virtual runtime environment, but the, the game itself, it's more likely that you'll be playing the Bedrock version on non-PC platforms, not because those other platforms can't run Java, uh, but because the distribution channels uh, have the Bedrock version on them um, and not the Java version on them. And the original reason that they came up with bedrock was it for multi-platform purposes or because i kind of had a feeling that they were essentially trying to start over so they would have a better client to build off of but i think but it seems like enough of the original player base was not into that and they never really succeeded in getting java players into bedrock yeah i don't know um 
I would be fine playing either way. If our server was a bedrock server, I would certainly still play that version. Yeah, I would I would play it too. And, and it is possible to like export worlds from one, convert the map, and then play it in the other. It's unwieldy, but it can be done. I, I guess we'd have to ask the devs to say, you know, what were their intentions? But I, I think, again, probably the idea is somewhat what you said there, David, to build a more stable version but I think also there was just a, we, we want a version that works, you know, on the iPhone right away, because if we can sell this thing like mad on the iPhone, that's a way to make profit for the game in a substantial way. And you have to remember about Minecraft. Minecraft isn't a subscription game, unlike so many of these other games. It's like it's a one-time purchase. So the whole thing kind of feels like a bit of a Ponzi scheme sometimes. It's like, how do they keep making money? They keep bringing more people in. And it's like, well, this whole thing just collapsed under itself one day. Not quite how Ponzi schemes work, but nice try. Yeah, I tried. Bedrock has the ability for you to purchase cosmetics uh, through the client as well. Ah, yeah. There's a lot. More, there's a lot more in-game purchases with Bedrock. That's certainly true. I want to hear what Zach's wants out of Minecraft. Zach, what what would you like to have in future patches of Minecraft? Um. So so there are a couple things that exist that I just want to be pushed a little bit further. So in the game right now, there are villagers, and their AI is kind of dumb. And I don't really need to improve their AI at all. I kind of like them being dumb. <laughs> Makes you feel superior? Yeah, it's the only way that I can feel superior is yeah. being smarter than these villagers. Yeah. When they were introduced, they didn't really do anything. They just sort of wandered around. The game before them was just filled with passive or hostile mobs. The villagers are the, the first instance of semi-intelligent life in the context of the game. You know, they're not intelligent in the context of the real world and then eventually they got professions so you can get like a mason you can get a fletcher uh you can get a librarian but there's a profession that i want to be added and i'm, I'm teasing it a little bit and i'm not coming out right and saying it to back up to tease it a little bit more when you create uh leather armor you can also use dyes and you can color it you can color the armor and depending on what dyes you add and what combination, you really have the whole 6 million RGB values available to you, even though there are only what, 16 or 12 colors in the game, I think. And you just have to mix and match them correctly to like, maybe I need a little bit more white, maybe a little bit more blue. But you can make leather armor that's specific colors and you can make banners that are yeah. have specific patterns and colors which is a surprisingly robust system you can be pretty darn creative with that yeah you can you can write letters on the banners and you can not just designs but you can you can do a whole bunch of like awesome pixel art with them yeah what i would like in the game is i would like factions mm. <laughs> and i would like a guard profession block where you can give the villager items much in the same way that you can give a zombie items so you can throw a sword to a zombie the zombie will pick it up mm. you throw a hat to a zombie the zombie will pick it up uh. and the nice thing about the the hat on the zombie is the zombie doesn't burn in daylight and so you can have them out doing zombie things in the daylight and if you're playing on hard having the zombie have a weapon means that they'll convert villagers into zombie villagers faster what i would like is to be able to give faction specific armor to 
a guard villager oh. and the guard will work the profession block much in the same way that the other professions work their profession block. Oh man, this is a great idea. You're a genius. But the guard profession block will be hostile to hostile mobs uh-huh, yeah. and optionally based off of the server configuration to other factions. I love it. That's like way cooler than anything I have written down. Is this uh is this your way of solving for having villagers help defend the village and not relying on infinitely multiplying iron golems and that whole catastrophe? That was a bug, but it was a hilarious bug. You should probably detail that. We had a bug on our server where our village just got inundated with iron golems and I think we were up to about 900 iron golems within I want to say maybe about 100 by 100 block space. <laughs> and Minecraft is not a game that is known for running well. No. <laughs> Add 900 units in a small area for it to have to manage, and it really did not run well. Yeah, the, the iron golems are a neat idea, but they become really cumbersome after a while. They're too large to fit into doorways. They also just get in your way all the time, and sometimes they just don't fit the aesthetic of your town like I actually hadn't thought about it before. I was like, yeah, why doesn't why don't the villages have just regular town guards? That would be great. Yeah. And so in this way, you can set up PVP that isn't like arena based. You can actually have like Tom Town and Zach Town and David Town. Yeah. And figure out some mechanism within the game that would be very cumbersome to do raids and um, like sieges. <laughs> oh, we need to build a MOBA inside of Minecraft. Uh. Maybe not a MOBA, but like it's it's one thing to have the guards like defend your area. And I think that would be not a lot of coding that would need to be done. But to move the guard to attack someone else's town, unless you wanted to like do something with banners, which you certainly could. I think it would be much more fun to leave it up to the player to figure out how to move the guards' profession blocks forward in in such a way. And it, it would be clunky, but I think in a very Minecrafty way. You could do it smooth with the banners, and I think I don't want it to be slick. Yeah. <laughs> I want it to be clunky and hilarious, where like the the task of moving the <laughs> profession blocks is something that can be countered by the other player. Janky. <laughs> um, whereas the task of just running up and dropping a flag is very difficult to counter. I love it. This is a great idea. Now I want it. Now I want this in game. And the thing is though, that doesn't sound, I think honestly, your idea sounds way more plausible for something they would actually do than anything I'm about to suggest. So maybe one day. What's yours? Right. So, I mean, Obviously, I've got the really boring, mundane things. I just want them to update. Like, I want more optimization, especially in multiplayer, for greater view distances, just because it's always nice to be able to see very far away. And especially in multiplayer, servers have a hard time processing that with, like, lots of players on the server in different locations at the same time. Is Bedrock better at that than Java? Yes, Bedrock is considerably better at that. Well, okay. It, it's definitely better on player side. However, I've heard from some people that for some reason that server lag still spikes quite a bit on Bedrock when there's a lot of people on at once. So I don't know that for certain. Once again, something else in this punk rest, we can just say, oh yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Is that essential? Is is the reason that this, uh, Zach is the person who understands computers the best. Is the reason that Minecraft is such a hard 
thing for computers to render is that you're having to deal with each individual block, whereas in most games, even in giant pretty vistas are like a an open world, like an MMO that it's broad textures and so it's 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 fewer individual things that the game has to load um i don't know that's a good question uh in terms of individual things that the game needs to load i don't think you need to go very far to find tech demos or games that have like billions of polygons uh, that that render well like halo will certainly have many more polygons i think than than minecraft does um, one of the advantages of bedrock version over the java version is I, i'm i'm pretty sure the bedrock version it's easier for it to be like a multi-threaded environment because i think both the java client and the java server or the like typical ones are only single threaded environments so if you have a lot of stuff going on um i think this goes back to a, a prior conversation we were having about lag maybe not on the podcast but uh, how to optimize the server like we had a whole bunch of hoppers that move stuff around on the server part of our cactus farm part of our item sorters all, all these different hoppers and a hopper has to look above it for any entities that can go into the hopper and so constantly has to pull right above it and if you're on a single threaded environment when the hopper is looking above it for an entity, nothing else is happening. The nice thing about computers is that they do these calculations super fast. So nothing else is happening for a millisecond or less, or much less. And if you have 10,000 hoppers all looking for stuff above them, then you start getting this lag where it's not a single raindrop responsible for the flood. And if you're in a multi-threaded environment, then your hoppers don't necessarily block like a villager AI. They don't block mob AI. They don't block redstone clocks. They don't block uh, being able to swing your axe kind of thing. When you say block, you mean it's in terms of the game's ability to process? <laughs> it might not be a great idea to refer to blocking when there's already blocks in Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> Inhibit, prevent, that kind of block. That's better. Yeah. That's an improvement. So in a single in a single threaded environment, one action prevents another action from happening for the duration of the thing that's happening. Got it. Right. In a multi-threaded environment, two things can happen simultaneously. And so the hope uh, I have for the Bedrock version is that the Bedrock servers can be multi-threaded, but I haven't looked into Bedrock servers, so I have absolutely no idea if that's true or not. Well, aside from the optimizing, there's, you know, there's some things that uh, in terms of quality of life, uh, I mentioned earlier the texture packs where I change like end stone to quartz blocks so I can pretend I have quartz pillars. Obviously, I would prefer it if they would just add real quartz pillars or quartz walls to the game. One of the greatest things that we're going to be getting in 1.18 is just the increased map height. I've wanted an increased map height for a long time to build taller structures, taller cathedrals. Uh, to it, and they are they're increasing the map height to accommodate for those very tall mountains they're going to be including, as well as the deeper caves uh, below. You will never be satisfied with uh, whatever map height is chosen. You will go all the way up. You will figure it out 
It's uh, what's that? What's that phrase from Hamilton? You'll never be satisfied. Oh, that's a good one. That's never be satisfied. It's not what I was going for, but uh, I'll stick with that. Well, back in the day, and I don't know if this still exists or not, but I remember way back when I was playing Minecraft a long time ago in like 2011, 2012, 2013, there was a mod called, uh, I think it was cubicle chunks where it, instead of just having chunks be, you know, the 16 by 16 base that extended all the way to the top and all the way to the bottom for like 256 uh, blocks, it would just break that up into cubes of 16 by 16 by 16. And if you wanted to go up high, then you would just keep going up higher. And if you wanted to go down lower, you could keep going down lower. It basically made it so there just was no limit to go too high or to go too low. And maybe that's an entirely unstable thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a computer programmer, but um, I thought it was a great idea. And I think there's got to be a way for them to come up with a way. So that why do you have to be constrained at all? That's uh, that's what they're doing in 1.18 as part of the, the changes is they're actually making, um, I think they're called sub chunks. Oh. They're also changing mob spawning um, so that... Uh, this is actually really contentious in the mob farm community uh -oh. in Minecraft because uh, the way that they used to calculate it, you would get an advantage by building your farm at the lowest level possible. And the mob spawning algorithm benefited that style. The, the spawning algorithm has changed slightly. So now there is no benefit on your Y value of where you build your farm. And so you can you'll get the same rates no matter where you build it because they've implemented this change. Now I'm doing a lot of hand-waving on camera, but I'm also doing a lot of hand-waving verbal <laughs> in my what I'm saying because I don't really understand the what they've changed about it. You just know you're mad. I'm not mad because I don't go down to Bedrock to build my farms. <laughs> That's going to be confusing for all the other references to Bedrock we made earlier. I know, right? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> well, that's why they named the other one Bedrock is because of the block, but they didn't do themselves a good service. No. Anyway, I was watching this guy's stream and he's this, this super influential Minecraft uh, player. Uh, and he was talking with some other people on his survival multiplayer server about how this change was both uh, infuriating and also meaningless at the same time. <laughs> Perfect. That's Reddit's favorite. I know, exactly. <laughs> because on the meaningless side, you could always get great farms no matter where you build them. And you never had to go to the lowest level. You never had to clear out this what's called a perimeter, which is this giant chunk of absolutely nothing in it uh just so you could get the best spawn rates you never had to and he admitted that like immediately that was the conceit but what he was upset about was that he liked the mindset of trying to figure out how to optimize the ever-living snot out of something and even though building at different levels will now no longer make a difference the game removes for him this dimension in which he can optimize. Uh, and he was he was lamenting that. I, I, I can sympathize with that. I don't regret the change, but I I can understand why that might drive some people crazy. Or or like you said, maybe not crazy, but make them lament. Yeah. Well, the one um other thing that I really have been I think out of all changes in Minecraft, the number one thing, no holds bar, 
for the love of dear God, please give us vertical slabs. That is my thing. Please just let, let us place slabs that are vertical rather than flat horizontal. It could be done perfectly fine. You could, as long as you've got a block to rest it next to, it's easy enough to click it one way or the other. Uh, but that would just open up all the possibilities so much more with creation. Isn't that essentially a wall, but on the edge of the one by one by one? Yes, that is more or less a wall. Some subtle differences not worth getting into here, but it would be kind of a wall, but not in the center, but actually flush against one side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that does have big ramifications. Sure, I get it. That changes the looks of like arches and columns and all sorts of things. Yeah, some people argue, well, we should just have smaller blocks altogether. We should have um, like quarter blocks, or I guess really they're eighth blocks since this is a you know, 3D environment. And I'm against that. I don't want to just break up the blocks into uh, blocks that are much smaller. I, I like the constraints so much of having the blocks be the size they are, but I would like the capacity to have vertical slabs. I think that that would just enable a lot more great builds. It's interesting how you say that you like to have the constraints, though you are actively trying to make efforts to fight against the constraints for instance you're building a two to one mm-hmm. because exactly a two to one scale rather than a one to one scale because you found the constraints too constraining in one to one and you weren't able to get the detail you wanted so you were blowing it up and going to two to one to bypass that if i had vertical slabs i would feel almost that what i'm doing is unnecessary it would be that much of a change huh. Having vertical slabs just is a game changer for all the reasons that I was kind of getting into earlier with the walls, because walls now kind of let you have widths that are not exactly one block, two blocks, three blocks, four blocks. If you have two walls side by side, that's about one and a half blocks wide. If you have three walls side by side by side, that's about two and a half blocks wide. Well, you could do that with much more finesse if it was just vertical slabs. Right now, the walls can kind of pull that off, but it's not perfect sometimes, and it's a little ugly in certain cases, whereas slabs would be perfect. And there's a lot more slabs with a lot more textures to play with. Like, if we just took all the slabs and if you could place them vertically, then there's a whole lot more slabs to play with, whereas, like I said, there's a limited number of walls to play with. Would you want a full complement of slab stair wall for every full block Hmm. that makes sense obviously not mushroom mushroom wall makes kind of yeah it's kind of silly yeah my opinion is the more the better open it up give us more creativity so what constraints do you want put on you so like i was mentioning earlier i i don't want to be able to just bust up the blocks into like quarter blocks where you could build any of these things then. So I guess in terms of block sizes, Mm -hmm. the constraint is you want the obvious still having uh, the one by one by one, but then you also want half that. You want 0.5 by one by one slabs. Uh, And then you want no constraints on texture. Mm Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, I would prefer it if all blocks came in a texture and shape, a basic block, a stair block, a slab block, and a wall block. If you could just get all those for every block, I would be happy. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure many people disagree with me on that one, but yeah, no, I, I think that would be just generally better for the game. So, uh, 
Of course, I did have one or two other things that I would also like to see in Minecraft, but I'm pretty sure these are things that would absolutely never be in Minecraft uh, <laughs> because they're just completely so different from how the engine itself of Minecraft works that really I sort of see these as a Minecraft 2 wish list if we ever get a Minecraft 2 one day. Uh, I would love to actually see some more physics in-game. There are some pretty cool mods that do some kind of physics in-game. Uh, it's more just for show than really gameplay affecting, though. It mostly just makes the game look cool, like with like breaking blocks and having like pieces of blocks like sort of crumble to the ground in a sort of like physic a small physics engine kind of way. Um, but I, I I really think what would be a great boon to the game is if you could build structures that are detached or I kind of think of it as unanchored to the grid of the world. So what I mean by that is like you could place a block on the ground, but purposefully place it so that it is not locked in with the grid of the world. Like it might just be resting off kilter somehow, but then you could still stick things to that block and create like a car or create, you know, a boat. And then that entity could be free and independent of the world. Um, and people could start to build vehicles. And I think that would be so cool. You can, um, there is another mod since you were referencing the physics mod. There's a create mod. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. Mm -hmm. That allows you to make blocks into their entity forms. So like when you're pushing a block with a piston, it doesn't immediately show up in the, the next block perfectly aligned. Mm -hmm. It moves. And the create mod allows you to take advantage of that type of programming. And so you can make flying machines or cars and stuff like that uh, oh. more easily. Mm -hmm. But there are some interesting ramifications because those blocks have zero blast protection when they're moving. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they blow up pretty easily. Uh, they can be destroyed instantaneously. Yeah. The, the engine is, as, as you said, is not... Is not designed for that kind of thing, but there are some mods that allow you to take advantage of the stuff that's there. I mean, I, I, how often I see just people like like on Hermitcraft and other places just building vehicles. Uh, I mean, on the most recent season of Hermitcraft right now, Good Times with Scar has been building these giant caravans or just like big like engines that are just got gigantic wheels and. You know, I would just love to see those things animated. I think I think in the future, the next iteration of Minecraft should make it possible to build just like we do in Minecraft, but then to animate things more because it's just a very stagnant world right now and it would be fun to see a more interactive world. Yeah, there, there are a couple bad workarounds. Like uh, there are minecarts and you can put stuff in minecarts. Yeah. And there's a lot more interactivity with minecarts than we typically give credit for because even in a game called minecraft having minecarts doesn't work within the way that the game plays very well you go down into mine shafts and there are tracks there and there are minecarts there um, but when you are mining things even though you are able to put these materials into a chest in a minecart and send that chest all the way back up to your base, it's much more cumbersome to do it in theme than it is to do it like in the mechanics of the game. The way that everyone does it is you just hold all the stuff in your own inventory 
and then you walk back to your base and then you put your stuff back down. Yeah. You don't put the stuff in the minecart and send it back to your base. That's clunky and cumbersome. Yeah. But there's a lot of things with minecarts that we don't take advantage of, like those chests. Hopper minecarts we do take advantage of pretty aggressively because they're very useful in farms. But furnace minecarts? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you saw a furnace minecart? <laughs> it's been a long time. TNT minecart? Other than a trap. When was the last time have you seen a TNT in a minecart? <laughs> you can use minecarts for this sort of dynamicism. You put a villager in a minecart. You put a, a zombie in a minecart. And you can like send them around your base to get some movement and get some like cuckoo clock style kind of action going on where things are happening. But um, the type of dynamicism you're looking for, I think, is m- much needed. Yeah. Well, I, you know, you, I think a moment ago you mentioned the Minecraft inventory. And I often think, too, it's like, oh, what would I like to see in a future Minecraft? It's like I often see myself, well, let's completely re-overhaul how the inventory works and how stacks work and how buttons work. And I like I think about ideas that seem like a good idea at first, but then the farther down I go, I start to feel like suddenly if I did all these things, this just wouldn't feel like Minecraft anymore. I feel like the inventory in Minecraft is such a unique thing that... Like, it's part of the game, and I feel like if you mess with it too much, it would kind of change the game in a way that wouldn't be good. I wouldn't describe it as unique. I would I would describe it as intrinsic to the yeah, experience. Yeah, maybe that's a little bit closer to what I'm going for, but th- there's something about the the inventory, to some extent, needs to be cumbersome. Yeah in order to make you want to optimize systems to overcome it. Yeah. Yep. And if you make the inventory too easy, then that suddenly ruins, I guess, ideas for building things that solve that problem for you. Yeah. I think the way that I would change it would include a much smaller inventory Hmm. uh, to make it even more restrictive. But I would probably combine the tools down to one tool yeah yeah um like a paxel or like it only takes up one slot or something yeah i would probably do the same thing with armor that i I would just have the armor slot and that that just gives you the armor value that the the combination of all of them do yeah and then i would probably get rid of stack size you see that that one i have to think hard about i'm not sure about that one that's a big change I think if you only had the hot bar, right, and you had mm-hmm. your tool and you had food and that basically limits you to, to 10 other slots, mm-hmm. right, that's a that's a 12 item hot bar, then yeah, with those, get, get rid of the, the rest of the inventory altogether. But that also gets rid of chests and chests are such a part of the metagame. But there is so much more than 10 block types. Yeah. Right? So you can have 10,000 cobblestone in your inventory, but you can't have all the stone types, like all the quartz types, like all the wool types, like in your your inventory. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I'm on board with that one. I feel like that's that that takes you away too much from Minecraft. Don't get me wrong. I I think my my bet I think my compromise would be you still have the inventory. The stacks are still like 64 stones per stack or something. But 
and I think there's some mods that even do this or some setups, but just have it so that the buttons in your interface just treat like all the cobblestone into your inventory is for that button and that you never have to keep replenishing the cobblestone in your button. Your button's just like, oh, in your inventory, you've got 512 cobblestone and uh, it just keeps using that up without having to like, okay, use up that stack, now do the next stack. Yeah, the difference there is Tom's essentially describing a quality of life change, whereas Zach is describing a, a an overhaul of the system and mm-hmm. not saying one, one is necessarily better or the other, but uh, the overhaul would result in quite a bit more... Uh, a lot of other threads would get pulled uh, if you were to make that change. <laughs> well, and I'm even hesitant about that. My change, like, I'm like, ooh, would that just make it a little too easy? Like, I'm just like, I don't know if I want to make it that easy, you know? Uh, and again, it all comes down to that whole weird, weird part of Minecraft where it's like, especially when it comes to the mega builds, like with the cathedrals that I build, especially if it's in um, survival, so much of that beginning is just the stupid landscaping where you're removing all the dirt, all the stone, trying to clear a space to build the thing. And you're like, you know, this is really boring. I should just use an editor to delete all these blocks and then just start building right away because this is such a waste of time. And it's like, I've done that for a lot of other builds before. But there is also something that is just lost when you do that too. Like when I just suddenly delete a large bunch of dirt blocks to make space, you know, in, you know, 10 seconds. It feels less rewarding somehow when I then build on top of that as opposed to this giant landscape that I've carved out with, you know, my my tools. Pain and suffering is part of the human condition. Uh, what can I say? I guess we're just slaves to the need to torture ourselves. Well, that was weird. Yeah, that was a little weird. Sorry. I didn't quite <laughs> intend to go there. I think there was an end in there. <laughs> There's somewhere there was an end. Jingle, jingle, jingle. You're not just going to put the creeper explosion noise as our ending music or ending sound? That's a good idea. I mean, I could do that. <laughs> Can you like scream? Could you scream like you were just hit? <laughs> oh, oh, my groin. That wouldn't work for the creeper noise. <laughs> no, that wouldn't. <laughs> That's it for now. Check out our podcast website at cathedraltalk.fm. There you will find many architectural visuals and Minecraft goodies. If you would like to support our efforts here at Cathedral Talk to aid in the restoration of Notre Dame, please use the direct link on our website to donate to friendsofnotredamedeparis.org. Friends of Notre Dame is a nonprofit organization that is leading the international fundraising efforts to rebuild and restore Notre Dame Cathedral. By donating to them through the link at cathedraltalk.fm, we'll know that our podcast is reaching new patrons. As our own Minecraft project progresses, we'll be sure to share plans, screenshots, and videos for your own visual palette. Good day, and happy building.